0: I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Here's my favorite rant for the day, excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. Welcome back. Tom Hartman. here with you. It's the second hour of Anything Goes Friday here on the Tom Hartman program. I get mail, all right? I get mail from Donald Trump almost every day. You know, they're, they're, they've got this Trump campaign fund for his 2020 re-election campaign that is being used to pay the legal expenses of his kids for the, the whole Trump-Russia investigation. And uh, they're constantly begging for money. Uh, I just got one. Uh, here's the first one. This, this was from, uh, from Donald Trump. The, uh, Dear Fred. Yesterday I toured the prototypes of the wall. I wanted all the major new network medias to be forced to show the country that we're serious about delivering on our promise to build the wall. The prototypes are done. Our great American workers are starting, ready to start building. The House has passed our bill to build the wall. Now it's time to get the liberal obstructionists in the Senate to do their job and pass the, our bill. Never forget how powerful your voice is. It's only because of the millions of petitions we sent the, the Democrats that they finally opened up the government after shutting it down to protect illegal immigrants. You were the reason we won in 2016. You will be the reason why one of today's prototypes will become the wall that stops illegal immigration. If we lose our borders, we lose our country. USA, 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 Donald Trump. And then the next day, which was today, I get this one. Uh, Dear Fred Flintstone, despite what you might hear from the talking heads in the media, this administration is 100% committed to building a wall along the southern border of the United States of America. Now, this, this one, by the way, is not from Trump. This was from Vice President Pence. Now liberals in the Senate need to hear that you, the American people, are also committed 100% to seeing that critical wall built along the border. I traveled to the U.S.-Mexico border and once again saw firsthand how badly we need the wall to stop illegal immigration. I thought it had reversed. I thought people were leaving the country rather than, in any case, our brave men and women who defend our border know this. Our fellow American citizens who have fallen victims to crimes of illegal immigration know this. Now, I thought illegal immigrants were less likely to commit crimes than native-born Americans. Well, Mike Pence doesn't know these things. Anyhow. Now liberals in the Senate need to get on board and do what's right for the American people. Proudly sign your name to tell Senate liberals to build the wall. Of course, when you click the click, they ask you for money. Another topic that I think is a really big deal that I wanted to share with you, and then I'll pick up your phone calls. It being in English Friday, after all. Donald Trump was bragging at one of his campaign events in the last couple of days about how he wants to follow the example of Rodrigo Duterte of the Philippines and start murdering drug dealers. Uh, he wants to do it a little more American form, you know, rather than just give the cops guns and, which they already have, rather than just authorizing the cops to kill people with no penalty, which is by and large the case of the American cops anyway, at least, you know, kill anybody who's not white um, with no penalty. But, you know, he, he wants to cause, to create the death penalty, create a federal death penalty for drug crimes. Drug crimes are typically state crimes. And applying a federal I mean this is just, you know, it's a it's a mess, number one. But number two, we are, yes, opiate overdoses are now the leading cause of death for people between twenty five and thirty-five years old in the United States. And opiate overdoses are one of the leading one of the top ten leading causes of death for all for all ages, you know, of uh, adults. That's a problem. That's a real problem. It's somewhere around twenty to thirty thousand people a year. We have 30 to 50,000 people a year who die from guns. But we have 500,000 people a year who die from cigarettes. What's the really deadly drug here? Who are the genuine killer drug pushers? Right? Trump talks about, oh, these drug dealers, you know, they might kill, you know, not just one person. I mean, if you kill one person, you know, you go to prison. But if you kill 10 people by selling them, you know, fentanyl laced oxycodone, you know, you just get a couple of years in jail or sometimes you get out on probation. This was Trump's sales pitch, right? The drug dealers are indirectly causing death and therefore they should get the death penalty. Well, we have five tobacco companies that are killing something short of a half million americans every single year and their senior executives are multi-millionaires or in some cases even billionaires most of them multimillionaires, they have you know people who are making millions of dollars in these companies and they are pushing a drug that is five times more addictive nicotine five times more addictive than heroin And if you just look at raw death numbers, at least 10 times more deadly. So here we've got the drug pushers who are big donors to the Republican Party. Remember, in 2000, Mike Pence, Mike Pence's family, Mike Pence grew up in Indiana, subsidized by a chain of of 7-Eleven-style convenience stores his family owned that were called Tobacco Road. They sold tobacco, principally. And Mike Pence in 2000 wrote an op-ed talking about how tobacco doesn't kill people. Right? Mike Pence used to be a shill for the tobacco industry. These are the real drug pusher killers in our society. But they generate, well, this from, from uh, The Guardian, from today's The Guardian. U.S. Food and Drug Administration succeeds in mandate, if the U.S., the FDA wants to reduce the nicotine level in cigarettes to make them less addictive. And what uh, Jessica Glenza is writing is that if that works, the, the FDA says if they can reduce the nicotine levels in cigarettes so they're less addictive, 33 million people might not become regular smokers because nicotine is so addictive. If you, if you, if you try heroin, you are not addicted to it. You have to use it day after day for at least a week or two to get addicted to heroin or any other opiate of any consequence. I realize there are individual neurochemical differences. Some people, you know, after their first hit, they're like, wow, I love that, I want more. They're not technically addicted, they're psychologically addicted. And there's other people who who can take narcotics and, and take them or leave them, right? And the same is true for nicotine. But one of the ways that you measure the addictiveness of a substance is something called a behavior called chipping, which is occasional use. While you know, 10-20% of people can chip heroin and narcotics. 90% of people can chip pot. They can occasionally use it and not feel like they want more or have to have more. Fewer than 5% of people can chip, chip nic- nicotine. So 95% of people who take one, you know, who have their first cigarette are addicted. That's how deadly this stuff is. And it kills a half a million people a year. It helped kill my father. He died from from you know a, a, exposure to asbestos mesothelioma. But typically, I was exposed to asbestos as a child. I hung out in the tool and die shop with my dad. I used to play with sh- rolled sheets of asbestos. I was fascinated by this stuff. I used I, I used my dad's magnifying glass and look at the crystalline structure of it because all the the precision steel that they used to, to make tools and dyes and things that came in was all rolled in the stuff that looked like corrugated cardboard, but it was actually corrugated asbestos. I used to play with it. I took it home. We didn't know, right? This was the 50s. But I didn't get mesothelioma, knock wood, because I didn't smoke for 40 years like my dad did. And that's the thing that we learned when dad got mesothelioma was that it was most deadly with people who are also smokers. So not only does nicotine kill you directly or tobacco kill you directly, but it can also exacerbate other conditions like you know asbestos exposure that will then kill you like it killed my dad. They say tobacco related illness kills 480,000 Americans and costs the U.S. $300 billion every year. This is a much bigger drug problem than the opiate problem. Do you hear any Republicans talking about this? For that matter, I don't hear many Democrats talking about this, but it's the Republicans. I mean, this tobacco companies, again, quoting from today's The Guardian, Jessica Glens' piece, tobacco companies spent $21 million lobbying Congress last year, 2017 alone and spend 5.1 million dollars on political campaigns in 2016. Right now tobacco companies in the United States spend a million dollars an hour on advertising. A million dollars an hour to convince children to start smoking. To convince all of us to start smoking. We do have a drug problem in the United States. We've got a serious drug problem in the United States. It's called nicotine. And we've got a serious drug pusher problem. And these drug pushers are rich, 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 filthy rich people. They are morbidly rich. Donald Trump. If you want to talk about the death penalty for drug pushers, or just serious penalties, I'm not a fan of the death penalty. I don't think tobacco executives should get the death penalty. But you know, hey, if you want to talk about doing something serious about drug pushers, I will take you seriously when you start talking about tobacco. We'll be back. It's Anything Goes Friday today. A lot of a lot of news in the in the program as well. Um, Toys R Us going down in flames, for example. What killed it? Mitt Romney, Bain Capital, the whole you know private equity model is what killed Toys R Us, not Amazon. Um, same thing with iHeartRadio, formerly known as Clear Channel, just declared bankruptcy this week, ten billion dollars. Again, it was Mitt Romney's company, Bain Capital, and Mitt Romney wants to become senator and then president again. It's getting real strange out there. Check out our show; the entire three-hour program is available. Uh, Without commercials, commercial-free over at TomHartman.com on our podcasts, plus clips of the show right here on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook.